Welcome back to Rural Queensland today on the Resonate Broadcast Network. Uh, Senator for Queensland, Matt Canavan, joins us this morning. And look, this has been a long time coming, but um, this and this is a coalition initiative. They make no mistakes about it. The, the LMP did a phenomenal thing when more than 10 years ago they made a commitment to construct the Rookwood Weir. Matt Canavan, good morning. Um, we are almost at the end, but gee whiz, what could have been... A lot quicker, a lot simpler. Um, it, it, we've got to the end with some kicking and screaming from the Labor government, but it's only going to benefit Queensland. Good morning. Yeah, it's a good morning, uh, Ben. It's a great morning, tremendous morning uh, for Queensland to, to wake up and have a new dam, a uh, new big weir. It's the biggest weir that the country's built since World War Two. Uh, so it's, it's a sizable thing, even though it's not called a dam because it water stays in the river, but it backs up 50 k's there from near Durango, west of Rockhampton. So it's going to open up a huge amount of country. Uh, it should double agricultural output in Fitzroy. So, look, it's just fantastic. And uh, glad we got here, as you say. It was a, a long, hard struggle. Uh, I remember, you know, you know, having to convince Malcolm Turnbull back in the day and he committed the funds of Barnaby Joyce in 2016. And we went through this back and forth with the Queensland government. I mean, they're the hardest mob to deal with on the planet. And uh, I'm convinced that if we hadn't won the 2019 election, nothing had happened before then. If we hadn't have won the 2019 election, uh, this would have been scrapped, and uh, you can kind of uh, attest that for the fact of what the Labor Party has done since they've been in government since they won the 2022 election. They've actually slashed $7 billion worth of dam funding across the state, uh, including Narada Dam, Hillscape Dam, and I'm sure they would have got rid of Rookwood Weir. It was just too far progressed by the time they got to power and had to be completed, so that's great for us. You touch on a great point, and I'm going to talk a little later about it, but the blowouts in this state, now you're a federal senator, but you live in Queensland and you're a proud Queenslander, so you see it firsthand what a schmozzle this state government is doing. The blowouts from a rail line and the Gold Coast, um, the the Cross City River Rail, I mean that's $5 billion out of sight of budget. Then you talk about well, they're going to knock down a stadium and, and build an Olympic stadium and that's going to cost them and, and what was going to be 1.5 is now 5. And So we're, we're up to billions of dollars, billions and billions of dollars of blowouts, yet they don't pull it from the cities. They pull it from things like what you talked about, you're around a damn hell's gate. I mean, yeah. areas where you talk about job creation and, and future growth and, and regions and Everything that makes sense, they're so Sydney-centrified and so city-centrified, it, it is almost embarrassing. Oh, that's exactly right. And, and this project alone, it was originally cost of 260 came in over $500 million, the Rookwood Weir. Uh, we had to do these turtle ladders. And as I say, every excuse under the book was put forward not to do it, despite the legion of studies that have been done going back to Peter Beattie's days. So, yeah, there's, there's always an excuse. There's always a way of uh, padding on costs for different bureaucracies. And you now the trade unions have their hooks into all these projects. They've got these ridiculous rules associated with construction, which some estimate have blown out the cost of building roads in Queensland by 50%. Uh, and, you know, this is, I think this is a tired old Labor government here in Queensland that is effectively using the leaves of power to, to provide patronage to their uh, to their preferred partners, uh, especially in the trade union movement. We all have to pay for that. At the end of the day, you pay for high so taxes, uh, reduced services. Look at our health system. I mean, I know we're, we're running around here, but that's of all uh, the pieces of infrastructure the Queensland government has control of our health system. It's just an abomination right now. A couple of people in Brisbane just last week have died because of a, a lack of uh, services um, yep. from heart attacks. Uh, it's just unbelievable that our state's got to this level. And look, something's got to change. There's an election next year, mate. So, uh, uh, you know, I think people should be thinking thinking closely about that. What about that there is 
talk and, you know, and, and I'm being honest here, that, you know, there'll be water allocations giving to uh, Twiggy Forest Fortescue Green yep. Hydrogen Project in Gladstone. Um, it's not talk. It's not talk. It's uh, it's their plan. The state government, we, it wasn't part of our plans. Our, when we signed off on this when we were in government, there was 30,000 megalitres of the 86,000 that it will deliver every year. 30,000 was reserved for Gladstone. Uh, and that was for industry. We wanted to see manufacturing, uh, you know, uh, industrial development continue there at Gladstone. Uh, at the time, there wasn't a customer. It was just sort of there in case, you know, we would reserved it. Um, Quiggy's put his hand up in the interim, and uh, the state government have ticked off on that, and they're going to send, um, it's not clear how much of that 30000 they're going to send some of that down to Gladstone on a pipeline they're building right now from the Rupert Weir. Uh, in fact, sorry, it'll come from the barrages, but effectively the water will be from the Rupert Weir. And um, and uh, that will be turned into hydrogen. Now, so, so just, just we need to explain in plain English what this means. We'll be taking the scarcest, most valuable resource in our nation, our water, the driest continent on Earth, take our water, burn it. That's what you do. You, you, you know, Twiggy wants to use older wind factories and solar factories to heat it up and burn it, electricity. Take the hydrogen molecules, molecules and then send that to Japan and Korea. We're effectively exporting our water to Japan and Korea. Uh, this is insane. But you've got it. But the problem is they, the, the lefties here spell it out in such complex, detailed language that they don't quite grasp the fact that you are exporting our fresh water to another country. If we instead said, hey, look, we've got this plan, we're going to put, we're going to put um, uh, a bunch of uh, fresh water into bladders and send it on a, on a ship over to Japan and Korea. It wouldn't pass muster, right? No, no one would we, agree we, to that. We, we but that's what we're rocket. doing. We're just doing this complex manufacturing process in the interim to extract the hydrogen, the H, from the H2O and exporting our fresh water to Japan and Korea. It's insane. It needs to be stopped. So let me just get this straight. I spoke to some water yesterday. They confirmed to me that Fortescue does not have any allocation at Rookwood Weir. None. No allocation. They've never been given a water license. They haven't bought it yet. It yeah, hasn't yeah. been transferred. But yeah, so, yeah. as I said, it's the plans of the but state the, government. But the, government, the state government, yet, government has state confirmed government. that they're going to do this. So this is off well, their back. Well, that's their plans. Yeah. That's their plans. I mean, who knows with Tuggy whether this will ever you know, come off. Obviously, a lot of talk around hydrogen, a lot of talk around green energy. Who knows whether the cash is ever actually stumped up. But the Queensland government's plans right now are to do this. They talk about glass and being a hydrogen hub. They've talked about it coming from Rookwood Weir. And look, there's still time. There's still time to stop this. So people should get angry about this and say, you, do you think we should be exporting our fresh water to Japan and Korea? I'm okay exporting our coal, our gas, we've got lots of it. We can share it with the world. I'm not okay when they're exporting our water. Can I ask you about renewables, why I've got you, Senator? I mean, we've sure. become, we, 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 we have become, to me, the biggest nanny state ever. And I just want to spell it out for everybody listening to it, and I've spoken many times before about this. If you live in Charleville, Unfortunately, now you're under the Reef Regulations Act. Um, UNESCO um, have got some two-bit scientists to come out and he's made some statements. And unfortunately, you, you, you are in a real predicament. It doesn't matter where you live, whether or not you're in Mount Isa, whether or not you're in Gladstone, it doesn't matter. You're under the same regulation. You're under vegetation laws that are absolutely barbaric, so you can't um, try in any way to clear land. All that being aside, if you go and say, hey, I want to put up a wind farm or a solar farm, they go, clear away. Do what you want. Destroy the nature. Destroy everything. And it's happening in your neck of the woods more than anywhere at the moment. Yeah, but it's more it close is, to the Great Barrier Reef than Charleville. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, I mean, this is the problem. This is the problem. Uh, there is a uh, law unto themselves because we are so hell-bent on renewables. And it's, 
it's almost embarrassing how hypocritical it is, but no one seems to want to talk about this in the cities. No one wants to say, hang on, they're banning farmers and the production, which feeds the nation is and brings so much money and jobs and everything for foreign-owned companies to come in, buy land, clear them, destroy the land, to put up renewable energy solar farms and wind farms. It's, it's almost embarrassing. You've summed it up really well, Ben. Uh, look, I mean... One thing I would add here is it's not just land. Uh, typically with the wind factories, what they're doing is building these ridge lines on, on the tops of mountains and they have to get a flat pad to, to put these massive monstrosities. You know, these things down at the bottom, wind turbines are as tall as the Eiffel Tower and they're 300 metres in the, in the sky. And and they need a massive flat pad of 200 by 200 square metres. So that means you've got to chop off a huge mount of the mountain, which is obviously uh, lumpy and not flat. They got to chop off sometimes twenty and thirty meters of that mountain top to get that flat pad. Where does all that sediment go? That, that twenty or thirty meters gets blown up like a mining operation. It blow up the tops of mountains and sent down the side of, of of the ridges. And as you say, if a farmer was just to clear a few trees down the valley, he'd be he'd be you know hauled before the courts. He'd be made to be uh, a these criminal. Foreign companies can blow up mountains. Where's the, we're all told this sediment yeah, runs off. This is we're talking we're talking only only fifty sixty kilometers from the reef where these things are going. Uh, 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 so not charitable and, and, and those sediment's going to end up in the Fitzroy River going right out to, to the reef and so where is the regulation where is the oversight here these guys can continually get away with blue murder and look I'm not the world's biggest reedot but I, I I don't want to see our pristine wildernesses uh, uh, that are left for koalas or sugar gliders destroyed like this oh, uh, we don't have a lot of areas those left the way our nation has developed these areas often, often haven't been developed because they are rocky ridge lines uh, they should be protected, and I'm actually fighting with the Greens there uh, in Rockhampton, the local Greens, uh, outraged by it, and I think rightly so. Uh, and then what do we get for it? We get these, we get these, these, these power systems that don't work, that aren't on all the time, that are effectively the dull budgets of our energy system. They only have to work when they want to. Uh, we all pay more for it in the end, and these guys from overseas make a whole lot of money by destroying our environment. It's absurd. And we've seen the fires. Um, we know that lithium batteries don't work. We know that there's there's no systems at all. Why have we gone away from from what's our priority, Matt? And, you're, and we're talking with Senator Matt. Cameron. A lot of money. There's a lot of money. Uh, I, I'm convinced that's the primary reason. A lot of people making a lot of money out of this. They've found a way to fleece uh, taxpayers, to fleece uh, energy consumers, uh, on the basis of the fact that they're doing something right. They're apparently angels among us saving the planet. But you know, we're not going to save the, the polar bear by killing the koala bear. Uh, that's what we're being asked to, to do right now. In fact, in one of these uh, renewable energy operators. EIS in their, in their environmental impact statement. It says that they 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 have to uh, bludgeon koalas in the, in the event that they're, they're hurt um, from the clearing of this land. It's, it's, it's just it's totally inhumane. So, you know, that, that's what's happening out there. Uh, unfortunately, it's a, it's a long way from those voters in the cities that have been hoodwinked into believing uh, this is some kind of uh, uh, indulgence um, investing in renewable energy that assuages their sins of consuming too much in, a, in the concrete jungles they live in. Uh, so it's hard, it's hard to push back against that. But I think the wheel is turning here. I think more and more people are waking up to the environmental destruction that's occurring. And of course, everybody in the country can see that despite all the promises, uh, despite all, all the, all, all, all the protestations, your power bills are going up every quarter. Uh, you keep getting told that renewable energy is the cheapest form of energy around, yet the more we install it, the higher price we seem to pay. 
Yeah, I really appreciate your time this morning, mate. You, you talk so much sense. We probably need to get you on more on this show. Uh, you talk more than so happy much to. Good on you. Thanks so much. Congratulations thanks, on the good we, we appreciate your time. Matt Canavan, Senator thanks, for Queensland. Mate. Cheers, mate. We'll Cheers, take mate. a break. Yeah, come back. Right. Rural Queensland today.